Welcome back, everybody, to the Gorilla Filmmakers Lounge, episode 4,000,005. Is that right, Nick? Uh, yes, it's also Romans 2, Corinthians 9. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And we've taken, uh, we just took two weeks off. So you haven't heard from us in two weeks, but there's a good reason for that. Uh, we went to New York and we did our uh, um, kickoff event, which was uh, an adventure and a half. And then we have, you know, obviously had to get this um, event up off the ground and um, running for you guys. So uh, we had to take another week off for that. And our beer of, uh, we're doing another nighttime podcast. The last couple of ones were in the morning and uh, we're doing an evening podcast. So tonight we have um, our guest beer is uh, Negro Modelo. Especial. Especial. Ah, in can. Because, you know, <clears throat> nothing's classier than eating pizza and drinking from a beer from a can. And uh, I'm here with Nick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we're back with Mike Kayata. Howdy, howdy. So um, we're sitting here tonight. It is Saturday night, uh, the 14th of May, and we are watching as the first... Very early films come back in, um, and I don't know how many, how many. I know one is uploaded right already. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And then, um, is there another one that's on the way? Or I mean, we yeah, we've we got know to, for well, sure we have one. There's, there's many, many on the way, but like well, as yeah, we're I mean. <clears throat> currently being uploaded this minute, I'm in communications with I think three or four teams, and uh, we just got another money shot that came in. Nice, very nice. Where's that? Very nice. Uh, that's California. That'd be like. Just like Malibu or somewhere like wow. that. Wow. Let me get a nice money shop in California. Which, out of context, listening to this on the radio, people are going to be like, what are they looking at? <laughs> There's a lot of money shots in California, that's for sure. It's more in the valley, though. Yeah. Where you're wow. thinking of, where the listener's thinking of what, you know, yeah. saying. You guys call it the money shot. I was like, really? We're going There's a lot of that in San Francisco, too. Oh, wow. But we have it down in Key West. So, that's true. Case, you know. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, and we're just talking about how Nick just got back into Battlestar Galactica. You're about a decade late, but you're on seven episode seven. Yeah, episode. I, it's, I think so. It's like I don't know what's going on. Where you're you just are. now learning that Cylons look like people too, and there's this really froppish, like Hugh Grant froppish? scientist froppish? guy that's like froppish? sweating all the time. Guy is Battlestar. Oh, come on. He's he's brilliant. He's awesome. Yeah. So far, I'm finding the show really boring. Like, oh. like I can barely watch well, it. Well, you know like, what they do say about Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> right. It's no national treasure, too. <laughs> wow. I had to throw that in there. Sorry. No national treasure, too. That's Nick's favorite movie. So, <clears throat> I'll talk for a little bit since you're uh, chewing into the microphone. Oh, yeah, I can hear every yeah, single... Yeah, uh, sure. <clears throat> we're eating pizza. It's pizza. Group mastication session. <clears throat> These things tend so, to uh, anyway, getting back to why we haven't been here for a little bit. Uh, two weeks ago was the 48-hour guerrilla film competition kickoff party in New York City. We had all sorts of crazy travel adventures. That um, was a hoot. For anybody, what, the party was amazing. It went great. The, the event itself was incredible. The kickoff was amazing. Everything related to travel was a debacle. Yeah. Um, it was a any, complete Charlie Foxtrot. Oh, I got another tweet. Go yeah, ahead. for anybody watching the uh, weather around that time, you remember this crazy freakish tornadoes that were like all up and down the East Coast. The South got devastated, but yeah. we had a layover in Philly, and in Philly, who remembers there ever being a tornado in Philadelphia? Oh, and it was like one of the worst. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait! You're telling it wrong. What, for, all right, you're not, I'm telling, not telling. You're it not wrong. telling it wrong, but you're, you're you, you could be a better storyteller. Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, 
tweet just came. Did you just get this too? Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn thought. There's not a team. They're on a team, but that's their. They're Twitter on a handle. team, and they tweeted, "Totally grueling, totally satisfying." That's a wrap on the filming. Weird, because I've tweeted that same tweet, but I was not shooting a, a movie, more of a home video. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Anyway, so yeah, we go to the airport. We're flying out of Tampa Airport. We drive up to Tampa, and um, for whatever reason, uh, Mike and myself, and I, we had bags. I don't want to cut you off, but I actually have to. Jack Hobbs is also the first black eye of the GFC this year. He actually got nailed in the face with a piece the first of black guy. No, the black eye. Oh. Did you? Yes. Oh, yeah. first black eye. And we had our first shotgun malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. A team actually had a malfunction shotgun. They said no one was it. injured, though, and it looked awesome. Which brings us to the liability waivers that we'll be emailing out this evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're totally clear on that. Don't worry about that. That was the first thing we figured out. Um, so we drive up to Tampa <laughs> Airport. This was early. Uh, what day did we fly? We flew out Thursday? No. It was Thursday, 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 Thursday morning, Thursday. and we got up early. We were like, it was like, wake up at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, our, fl- to- our flight left at six, I believe. Yeah. Right? No, it was like, I think it was like seven, seven, seven. seven. You're right. Well, we, we got there what, for whatever six. reason. Like, we got there just in time, except for but me and you. Mike. Got, you guys got there just in time. Yeah. We were there with time to spare because we drove. Yeah. You were actually early, and then Mike and I had we got there just in time, but we also yeah. had checked bags. No one else had checked bags except for us. Yeah, because we had to check our baggage, we were five minutes late. Yeah. We would have been five minutes early. It was just five minutes. If it was just carry on. Right. But it was five minutes late. So the guy's like, no, sorry. Yeah. We'll can't do, do anything for you. For you. Yeah. He's always, at first, he was like, well, let me see what I can do for you. And he gave us false hope for about a nanosecond. And then he goes, um, yeah, I'm not going to change your flight. Sorry. It's not yeah. that I can do. And then basically, we got bumped and to we like got an a 11. Four and a half hour wait. <clears throat> so While we got on the plane. Thinking Nick and the, and, and, the, and the B team <laughs> get on the plane. I made us the A team in this story because uh, we were actually late. And I thought if we were late and the B team, that would seem like we're totally retarded. So I figured you guys would be the B team because you actually did it right. We're the A team. And it evens out. But was the plan. So Mike and I... No, get, no, I appreciate what you did there. You see what I did awesome, there? Yeah. You see what I did? No, so, no, it was very courteous of you. To, I see why you did it for the right. purpose of the story. So Nick and Steve and, and Jenny and Jason and Alex and everybody else get to on... on B-team reiter- is large. To reiterate, the B-team apparently is the functional <laughs> on-time team <laughs> that just does everything correct. But the A-team just comes in and is too cool to fail. It's not about... Who's cool, man? It's just about a, a, a representation. It's a letter that represents the team. Yeah. It oh, means that gotcha. it could be the Q team. Oh. Or the, Listen, uh, not everybody can be the A team, okay? Right, there's, right. Not everybody. There's, there's a lot of. See, normally I would have called the this. team that showed up first the A team, and then mm. the second team would have been the B team. But I see where you're going. You're thinking going. like that that puts you on the B team. You're I, thinking inside the box, Nick. <laughs> but I thought you said it wasn't a classification. I'm confused. <laughs> Is your, anyway, so think outside the bun. So the so the group has been split. The group has now been split. Twayed. Um, a team has arrived, uh, or B team has arrived on time, and they are now all on the plane. Literally, and everybody was like, "Ha ha!" and like waved at us. Was like, "See you later, guys, suckers!" And then y'all went up the escalator and got on the plane. And then me and Mike looked. We're sitting there dealing with dipshit at the fucking uh, counter, and he's like, "Sorry, dudes, I'm not gonna change your flight." And we get bumped to 11:30. Okay, so here's how the story rolls out after this. Your the flight that see, we were supposed got, to be on right. got delayed see, by half I, an hour. See, I've got to tell the story about the delay because I get to tell the hellacious part and go you ahead, get to go. tell the fun we're drinking beers part. <clears throat> okay, so no problem. B team, we'll go with that. I can't believe I'm going with that. 
ends up getting on the plane, right? Beeper. Badass. Right. So we're on the plane. We land. It's quick. You know, it's, it's not that long from, uh, from Tampa to Philly. It's like a two-and-a-half-hour flight layover. Weather's beautiful when we leave mm-hmm. Saris, or Tampa. It's stunning, gorgeous Florida weather. You know, clearly while we're flying, it's... it's flying over the Gulf of Mexico, emerald green up. waters. There's dolphins. Jump, you can see it. You can see it, and we're like... Clearly, neither Mike nor I can do a dolphin. ocean, like, paradise. Tropical fucking paradise. That's why we need a soundboard. Glad we don't live in Philly. There's an owl. There's an owl. He's on the plane with you. For no reason. Now that the vision is freshly created in your mind. Okay, so we're cruising over the beautiful Gulf of Mexico. So we land in Philadelphia, the right. armpit of the United States, in my opinion, and their airport is even worse. And mm. for any of the Philly teams, I'm sorry, but good fix Lord, that fucking airport. airport. Yeah, get on oh, yeah. that shit. So we're we're all excited, right? We fucking land. We got a we got like two hours before our layover. You know what we're gonna do? Philly cheesesteak, right? Mm. Philly cheesesteak and a now beer. Now explain what the actual Philly cheesesteak is. Some people don't know that. Cheese whiz. Yeah, cheese it's whiz. The cheese whiz, you know, it's, it's yeah. easy cheese, basically. You know, <clears throat> cheese from a can. One part cheese, cheese whiz, two parts boy. whiz. That's from right. Blues Brothers. Anyway, so long story short, <clears throat> we're sitting there. We're feeling good, blah, blah, blah. Man, it really, we're, we're, we're feeling bad for A-Team. We're like, man, that sucks. We really are. We're like, I Meanwhile, I, hard cut to A-Team. We're back at the Tampa airport just... Pounding beers. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning and we're just getting hammered. All right, cut back Full to Full breakfast. Right. Full breakfast. We're nice scrambled breakfast, eggs scrambled and eggs, washing pockets. it down with yeah. like Cut back Sam to us. Adams. We're just now, we cash out. We walk toward, we're like, well, we should probably start walking towards the gate, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, we probably should, don't you? Jenny and Steve, by the way, at this point have gone out to smoke a cigarette, which this is the best part about this airport is there's no like smoking area. They had to exit the airport and go all the way back through security to get back in. But anyway. Wow. wow. That's a in Philly, no. Yes. So anyway, we go. We're like, okay, let's start heading towards the gate. So as we get towards the gate, we start to notice there's a rather large amount of people for sort of a like these are like puddle jumpers at this point because it's like it's they're, they're prop planes, you know. It's not a, it's it's not a big. It's like know, in um, Temple of Doom when uh, yeah, the next leg of the flight is an hour. And so these are these short are small round. planes, right? Yeah. So um, you know they're not that small, but they're you know they're. They're 100 passenger planes. They're not like a big, you know, 747 or anything. <clears throat> so, commuter jets. Commuter jets, exactly. yeah. So, I'm like, wow, there's a, this is a busy terminal. It must be a busy day for flying. This is a Thursday. I'm like, I didn't really expect this, but at least we're through security. No big deal. I start looking at the people, and like the, every single person just looks defeated. You know what I mean? Like that, like I've been traveling for 42 hours and I'm defeated. Look, and why like is I'm traveling just like fucking kick your ass? And you have to pay for that. You have to pay me. for it too. It used to be people got excited to travel. They got dressed well, up no, in suits. I w- listen, I want to get on I want to open that airline now. I, I hope Richard Branson like just totally like bring back sexy stewardesses. Just bring it all back and just like. And you have to show up. It's like VIP. You got to show up in like a button down shirt and like dress shoes. Like you can't yeah, like, fly if you look like it. a shit. I mean, like if we're going to have, I mean, if we're going to go through this bullshit experience, let's at least make it fun. Let's look good. Let's look good doing it. So anyway, I I realized that, oh my God, what is going on? So then I start hearing people talking like, yeah, I've been here since five in the morning. Now this is like one o'clock at this point. I'm like, five in the morning, what's going on? Meanwhile, we're still pounding beers in Tampa. Yeah. So I walk over to the board and I'm like, light says it's on time. Literally, as I'm looking at the board, Seven flights go bleep, 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 bleep. 
canceled. Like Ferris Bueller had just hacked in and, right. <laughs> and changed his grades. It was like, cancel, cancel, cancel. All cancel. these flights go to canceled. Oddly, ours does not. Mm. We're like, weird. All these things flights are just, looking up for B team. Yeah, things are looking up for B team. All these flights got canceled, but ours. Mm. Anyway, long story short, I end up standing in line, fucking fighting. I'm standing in line, like, what's going on? Why are all these people pissed off? Are we getting out of here? Nope, nothing's getting out of Philly or anywhere else on the East Coast because this is the day of all the massive tornadoes up and down the eastern seaboard. Like the worst tornado uh, outbreak or whatever you call it in history. Because there were were five of us in our group, they didn't have a single plane. They couldn't bump us to a later flight. There was one plane that had two. Yeah. And then they were like, and then the other three of you can leave the next morning. Well, we we had the kickoff event to get to, so we had to be there. Don't need a C-team. Right, yeah, we don't need a C-team. It's just going to be a whole big ordeal. So we're like, okay, well, then we, it's a two and a half hour drive. There's an Amtrak if we need to take the train. We're looking at all of our options. But unfortunately, two of us had also checked bags, but we got there on time. So what ends up... Yeah, right, right, right. So anyway, we... uh, Burn. You get that awesome rental car, but... No, 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 hold on, hold on. Before the rental car... We realize we're going to need to get a rental car, but first we've got to get our bags. Well, we get to spend the next four hours in the Philadelphia airport while we're just waiting for them to give us our bags. So by that point, we did meet Patty LaBelle, which was awesome, and I'll post that photo for her. Now, what time in the afternoon is this right now? This is what, what time? Four o'clock? Four, okay. So we're in Washington, D.C. at this point. We you caught a plane. plane. Yeah, incidentally, after moseying onto our flight and having a very peaceful, quick hop to D.C., when we get off and we look for our connecting flight, actually a lot of the flights from D.C., even into New York, had been canceled. We ended up looking at our list, and it was canceled, 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 and then ours, on time. On time. (laughs) On team strikes same, again. Same thing we had, except <laughs> yours actually worked out. Right? Ours actually worked out. Yeah, ours stayed uh, right on schedule. Meanwhile, back <clears throat> in Philadelphia. Yeah, so back in Philadelphia, we're like, we ran into Patty LaBelle. Her flight was canceled. She was really nice. Alex, who's one of our judges, actually walked over to her, like, totally interrupted her conversation, by the way. And I was like, oh my God, he's pulling that weird fan thing where you're like, <laughs> you're like walking up and you're just like, oh my. But apparently, he actually knew her. Because, like, Chicago, Alex... He knows everybody. Yeah, and she, like, gave him this great big hug, and then they started talking, and blah, 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 and they have a common friend, and yada, yada, yada. It was awesome. It was really cool. I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. Finally, finally get our luggage. End up getting a rental car. Oh, the best part is, is the rental car place decides to give us a hookup, which their hookup is like, oh, we're going to give you an SUV because there's so many of you, and it'll be more comfortable while you travel. Took him an hour to get us an SUV. Nice. And oh, and that shit ain't free, is it, Nick? No, no, That's no. That's not free. No, 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 no. We'll get to that in a little bit, but we got to <laughs> wrap this up for the listeners because they're like, all right, all right, get to it. We finally end up driving two and a half hours. They were looking for a car with New York plates, by the way, because we're going one way because mm-hmm. we're not bringing this car back through Philly because we're flying back out. So they find a car with New York plates. They give us an SUV. It's just like fluorescent blue. Is the Electric blue is the electric only way I can blue. describe it. A Ford Explorer. We end up getting up there, finally end up rolling into the city. I'm going to say, what, 8 o'clock? Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we end up getting you, everybody dropped well, off. It was because the sun was setting, but it wasn't dark yet. Yeah, yeah I'm 7.30, 8 o'clock. You, were, you must have been there a little early because we walked out of the apartment 
at the exact same time. Well, about 10 minutes later. Yeah, so basically, you guys missed a flight, took a connecting flight, hung out in a bar, and got there 10 minutes after us. Actually, you landed, I believe, in New well, York before we, we got We actually would have been there by about 40 minutes early, earlier than you, except when we left D.C., we got this great flight. We landed in D.C. Every flight got canceled except ours. We get on. We fly into LaGuardia. It's awesome. We pick up a shuttle. We make it to the hotel. Or not to the hotel, to, to uh, the apartment where we were staying. And But the only thing that tripped us up Hold was on. that... Important news break. Important news break. The first team is in. Yep, first team. Which A team? A team has submitted their film. What team? Uh, team team 10, 10, count 10 Count Films is the first film in, and their genre was gangster. And nice. their line of dialogue was... Oh, just got another one. I'm glad to see you made it and brought all of your crazy... Wow. Team nice. Arctic Memories also just came in. Their genre was post-apocalyptic. Post, say it, Mike. I can't Post-apocalyptic. Talk. And their line of dialogue was Earth, United States, San Francisco, California. And for those of you who don't know or have been racking your brains about that one, that's from Star Trek, The Voyage Home. When Kirk is sitting in the pizza joint and he's explaining where he's from, and he's like, she's like, You're, are you from outer space? And he's like, no, so, I'm from Iowa. I only work At this space. point, I'm going to kill the travel story. Suffice it to say, everything having to do with travel was a debacle. The car, the rental oh, car. no, that's no, half the story. No, 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 we got to stop. The rental car got towed. I spent a fortune trying to get it out. It was a long ordeal <clears> and yada, yada, yada. But the kickoff event went great. New York was awesome. And we're back in Florida because now it's we got bigger fish to fry, Clint. It's GFC weekend right now oh. as we're recording this podcast. That's what we need to talk about. No one cares about our travel events. They do. Escapade. They do. The rental car got towed. No, they we don't. We spent care. a whole day looking <clears throat> for it. We had to go sit down at the impound. It was like a whole big thing. There was yeah. a lot going on. It was nuts. We spent the uh, afternoon traveling the city on foot. There was a lot happening. Yeah, just trying to get the car back. Well, so. it was a good thing we got there a day early because the the kickoff event was Friday. And uh, so we, we took all of this bullshit and crammed it into Thursday and then Friday morning. But uh, luckily, we were able to pull it off. Um, and the kickoff event did go really well. I was surprised. Yeah. We had a packed house. It was like it was great. Mm, and the hotel was forty people. Yeah. It's about 140, 150. Hotel had total. this really like uh, kind of 1920s sort of. Yes. Very nice. Look. Um, I feel. What was that, Nick? Sorry, <laughs> I feel like it's the hotel that the haunted mansion in Disney World was based on. That is true. Very possible. That is true. Um, or and, the uh, the Tower of Terror. And it was fantastic. Next year, if you guys do have the opportunity, you should go to our kickoff event because it is awesome. We had an open bar, beer, wine, and liquor. Live DJ. Live DJ, full, DJ Magenta. Full. It was awesome. Total, uh, thanks food. to Koo from No Film School, too, who showed up. That was really cool. Koo from No Film School was awesome, and um, he has done amazing work for us, and it has been fantastic. We're so grateful. He has uh, been gracious enough to um, plug us on his blog multiple times, and also Mitch over at Planet 5D. Those guys have been great. Yeah, and uh, Alan Bailey and uh, Kristen from uh, Sanborn Studios showed up and gave, you know, they they lent their support and gave a talk, and it was really cool. And uh, we got to announce Ernie Hudson being a judge. Ernie Hudson being we have a, a Ghostbuster judge. Awesome. Our second year with a Ghostbuster involved at some level. Yeah, we're, we're going, working our way through. We gave away uh, an we're going autographed. For the, we're going for four of a kind. We're going. Yeah. We are. We gave away a, um, as a as a gift uh, or not a gift a prize, prize a prize uh, uh, our year prior to this one was um, 
Uh, an autographed bottle of Crystal Skull Vodka or Crystal Head Vodka. Signed by one Mr. Dan Aykroyd. One Mr. Dan Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd here with Crystal Head Vodka. So uh, we've got Ray Stans and um, and, uh, Winston Zedmore. Absolutely, on deck. Two down, on deck. So if anybody knows Bill Murray... Egon, you're next. Egon, we're coming for you. And this is an open request. If anyone knows Bill Murray or uh, Mr. Ramis, just put us in touch. Absolutely. <clears throat> that's yes, that's a fact. If you um we, we want to talk to all remaining Ghostbusters. We're going four in a row. We'll take Rick Moranis. We will. We're Andy, take, we'll take Annie Potts. Annie Potts, I'll take Actually, that. Actually, I take Annie Potts in a lot of different ways, you know what I'm saying? Crickets. Awkward. Crickets. 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 So that was Come our on, kickoff was event. It was uh it, well, the one thing we did not get to do is we wanted to go to the Ghostbusters firehouse because Nick has not yet been there. But um, we wanted to take a picture for Ernie and send it out to him. Uh, Ernie, by the way, has been fantastic. Has he not been the coolest guy ever? Ernie Hudson is like the nicest person ever. He is awesome. Not only is he completely fascinated and and intrigued by what we're doing here, he is so thrilled to see these films. I mean, it is like... no many people know this, but Ernie started out as a playwright and a stage actor. I didn't and know that. yeah, I, I mean, oh. it, it was his career has has gone a very long way, and it wasn't even. I mean, he's he did so much before Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters wasn't. It's the thing that everyone thinks about, but he's been a working actor. Uh, since in, the 70s. Since the 70s. And he's been in so many television shows. He's been, he's been in Oz. He's been in, uh, he was in The Crow. I mean, this guy's career is, Pre- is amazing. I was about to throw out a wrong what? reference. What Take reference? Nothing. 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 An incorrect one. Don't throw out incorrect references on this show. Um, it's punishable by death. So we've had a great uh, group of people working with us this year, and it's just been unbelievable. And you know the thing that blows me away is that I never expected as many teams as we got this year. Do we want to say it? Should we drop it? <clears throat> you want to go ahead and drop that, Nick? F- I think we can tell them official, now. So it, it, by the time they hear this, it's over. Official team count? 161 teams. 161 teams, son. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> that shit is happening right now. Yeah, right now. Around the world. As we're talking, there's 161 movies being made. Uh, the average team size is about 10 people, 5 yeah. to 10. And we were just talking about this at the bar while we were enjoying a frosty beverage. Right, relaxing. Your oh, we were no. relaxing poolside in Florida with yeah. a bar. <clears throat> FYI, real quick side on the, a sidebar on that is that we went to the Shamrock, which is not too far from where I live and where we record this podcast, and we all had a pint of Guinness in honor of uh, uh, team uh, Path of Pan, from, from Ireland, Ireland. Mm-hmm. who was uploading some pretty Ireland. fucking awesome uh, set photos. Today. And the best part, and I'm not going to hopefully be too revealing here, but like not to sound like stereotyping at all, but like I was totally blown away. My jaw hit the floor. That guy lives on Blarney Street. I was like, that is <laughs> yeah, like dude. the most perfect. Like, really? Yeah. Like, that'd be like if I lived on Papaya. You know, because I'm in. I can't Florida. wait. I want to, dudes. Orange. If you guys are listening, I totally want to come visit. I'm like ghetto American Irish. Like I'm of descent, but I'm not really Irish. Not like you guys. I want to come hang out. So uh, yeah, invite me and I'll come. Anyway, Drink so some, some the GFC is going rolling right now. 161 teams, 161 films. So basically, there's over 1,500 human beings yeah. running around the planet right now making movies. Yeah, doing the same thing. Which is awesome. Yeah, really awesome. And who is, uh, there, there was one team from, I think it was Los Angeles, who's been blogging, and, and it's on their Tumblr uh, page, 
who was that? Um, and they're doing awesome stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll get that information for you. You guys talk about something else while I dig that up. That's constant. Yeah, Nick's going to punch that up. Um, hang on. I'm, I'm looking on my, uh, on my smart. Oh, he's looking that up, Mike. Uh, no, I already looked My smart. What are you thinking about? I mean, so how many genres? We got 80 genres all said and done. Yeah, so we ended done. up, I think, with 82 genres. And, uh, 40 so we, just, we made a conscious effort to actually have some duplicates this year, which is our first time doing that. We want to intentionally have interpretations. Yeah, of, but with such a multifarious group of teams from around the world like competing, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how, how they interpret it. Interpret yeah. it and, you know. Same with the lines of dialogue. We, we ended up, I think, with 90 lines of dialogue. So. Yeah, something like that, so... One or two uses for each one. But I was completely bummed out, I have to admit, when I heard earlier today that there was one genre weirdly missed this, out in the algorithm and didn't and it, go And out. it's totally random, by the way. I mean, yeah. it is 100% random, but it's like computer random. Like, you ever do random on your iPod? You notice how it just seems to hit the so same So is that sevens? one Radiohead song that plays every Right. Day? It's like, yeah, that does seem to be how Yeah, it, well, they, right, need, they well, need to get on that. Well, we ended up rewriting the algorithm literally halfway through the competition because we're like, it's just not random enough. So we did basically rewrote, rewrote it to be more like poker where it like splits the deck and then right. reshuffles again. And that's kind of how they started coming in a little more But the one, the one genre that didn't get chosen was time travel, mm -hmm. which is a superb bummer considering we even talked about time travel for a whole segment of one of these podcasts. For several segments. It's Speaking of which, what's going on this week in time travel? But this week in time travel. We need a bump. Oh, like, we, we, need, we gotta look we need that like up. A <laughs> this week in time travel, we haven't actually had a chance to do any research on that. We've been too busy. But uh, but the team I found, it's Chad, Chad Darnell. I don't know what team you're on, Chad. Um, I'm not sure. I, there's so, I, I have no means to assimilate this information at this time. However, you've been doing a great job by putting all that stuff up on Tumblr and uh, using your flip cam to uh, document your process, and it is awesome. And we got the idea today, uh, this is something Nick and I were talking about with Mike, what we want to do is actually start doing a, um, a yearly book. And this, obviously, we've, this is the first year we've had an international competition. We're going to do a, um, like a yearbook for the GFC for 2011. And uh, so we want you guys to send us all of the behind the scenes photos and we're going to we're going to send out a formal email requesting all of this type of material. And once we have all these assets from you, we're going to actually compile like a coffee table book. It's going to have I think it'd be awesome, man. I, I think it's going to be that. fantastic. Might as well just go we'll ahead. do like a dossier on each team and a little bit about the film that they did and show a couple of behind the scenes pics. I yeah. Think, I would love to get that. Why not? You know, and we'll we'll insert the DVD into the front cover. Like, you know, you'll be able to see all the other films like in high quality. Well, as we follow this on Facebook, we, we're looking at the Facebook page all day today and every couple of uh, about every and 30 Twitter. minutes. And, and the, the Twitter, Twitter feed. Twitter. Twitter. Um, we've got some. Here's a photo somebody just uploaded. Editing, baby. Editing time, baby. And it's some dude at a laptop and they're at, he's got his Mountain Dew. We've got four gallons of Mountain Dew next to him. And um, looks like he's working on a Mac. Good. That's good to see. Excellent. And I don't know. You know, they really need He's not the running extra Final revenue. Cut, though. That I agree. Not, it's good yeah. of us. It's good of let's, you to. Let's try to support Mac, guys. I mean, like, we're, we're really into the underdog here at the GFC. And yeah, so, right. you know. Well, you know, that's a funny thing. I was like, that joke 10 years ago, it, it really was like, oh, yeah, it's filmmakers and artists. And like, we're the one, you know, but now it's like, yeah, the most valuable company in, ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. And it's an American company. So, um, yeah. That's one thing we got going. Yeah. 10% unemployment. We got number one company in the world, though. Steve Jobs killed Bin Laden. 
just happened. I'm telling you. That's what people don't know. So it was Steve Jobs. He checked in on Foursquare. And he didn't, special he didn't actually, government iPhone. And he didn't actually even shoot him. He just got really fucking pissed off and he yelled at him and Bin Laden's eye exploded. He gave him a PowerPoint presentation as to why he should be dead. <laughs> He's like, here's all the reasons why you should be dead. But I did hear he did take the Navy SEAL aside who did the shooting and tell him that he was holding his AK wrong. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, you're holding it wrong. You know, it happens. Instructed him on how to get you're holding it wrong. Track, you know. But you know, listen. The new iDrone, it's amazing. Wow. It's incredible. It, this changes everything. It again, changes everything again. for the second time. It's again. magical. My iPad shipped today, by the way. Oh, I'm getting a call from a team. Hold on. I'm gonna hold on, guys. Put them live. Put them live. Taking a call from the team. Can we connect this in? All right. While well, he's taking not. that call, I want to go back to time travel. There is some interesting time oh, travel news. You got some time travel news. I got hold some on. time travel news. We're going to the time travel desk with Michael Kayada. This just in. This just in. Nah, you need like a rat, like a rattle, like a sound. So apparently. Samoa will be traveling ahead in time by 24 hours later this year. Why is that? Because apparently Pray the tell. Samoan government has decided that in order to catch up, because they've been lagging behind with weird daylight savings issues, I guess, in comparison to uh, Sydney, Australia, and uh, New Zealand. So the government just came out today and decreed that uh, December 29th, 2011, will not be counted. What? They are literally going from December 28th to December 30th, one day in the future, ahead of schedule. So what if your birthday is on the 29th? Well, And you live in Samoa. You are SOL. Really? Yep. No birthday. Like, do you get to not count your aging that year? Legally, women are gonna love this. Like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's the joke. Like, what your what's your birthday? Oh, it's always my 29th birthday. But so, like, legally, you're not allowed to receive birthday presents. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. But you never know. It probably should be that way. I think. I mean, I've got to like return all these presents. My birthday doesn't exist. Pretty intense. Though. I used to try to convince my sister, her, her birthday is March 10th. I used to always try to convince her that Congress had passed a law. And, and when she was really young, she believed it. I was a, I was a menial older brother that uh, March 10th was stricken from the calendar because it just, it was an inefficient day. And there was just like, <laughs> and she of course believed We're it. We're just done with it. Yeah, I, I also convinced her that bees went after people with curly hair. Nice. Like, you know, just all sorts of stuff. I had my sister convinced that she was adopted. Wow, you just took it to a different level. Well, but from aliens. Oh, well, there you go. You made it kind of cool, too. So she felt, she felt special. She was unique. confused on it because, you know, we, we would tell her, of course, well, if you ask mom and dad, they're She's of like, course going to say that we're making it up because they don't want you to know. So, of course, when she asked, and they, they inadvertently that. corroborated what my older sister and I right. had been telling her and it made her very upset. So, I, you know, I was just looking at this, this Samoa thing. It's, it's not actually the first time in history that something like this has happened. Apparently, Hugo Chavez, as I will call him, Chavez, mm-hmm. with the pronunciation on the Venezuela, Venezuela, right? Uh, from, yeah, exactly. Hugo, Hugo Chavez-Venezuela uh, decided to set his entire country 30 minutes back in time. Why was it? What was his reason? So say he could watch... An episode of I Love Lucy twice. No, I just made that up. Um, <laughs> For a second there, I was like, wait, what? Not? Well, it, he actually thought that his entire country, because of its its physical nature, should 
exist in a single time zone. And well, so, oh, because um, it it sort of crosses. There's yeah, a lot. It's of, kind of a zigzag <clears throat> kind of line. There's quite a few know, states like that do that in the U.S. Yeah. as well. That so. basically, you know, there's especially I think in one of yeah, I'm sure we're going to get calls, as we often do, for these podcasts. <clears throat> Our phone lines are lighting up. But, um, you know, I believe in Arizona, they have that same issue. And I think Arizona just recently did the same thing where they basically declared themselves under one operational time zone because they were like, this is just retarded. Like, we're one state. We can't be on 30 minutes apart. I don't care. I'm back. Sorry. We just it. were talking about time travel. I just took a, a customer service question. Uh, there actually was some time travel news. You missed was. it, but we're not going back to it now. We're done. Well, just give me the that time has. No, nope, we're done. You missed the time, time travel. travel You'll have to listen to the podcast. You want uh, the Clint's notes, don't you? The Clint's notes. Huckabee launches cartoon series that. Nope, that's nope. not the time travel. Reagan. No, no. this is a. That is what not are you the reading? link you're looking for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike's over on Drudge Report reading his conservative news. <laughs> No, that's actually out. listed under time travel news. But what I'm but, sure but it is. Mike, I'll give you whatever. the five words. Time Mike's travel no, back to the Reagan years. Mike's known that's for his hardcore right wing political leanings of all the people in the group. He is a hardcore right winger. Oh, I grew up in Texas. You know, that's what we do there. That's your problem right there. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Don't you? By the way, did you? Was it? Was it you that you and I that were talking about? That? Don't mess with Texas. That slogan was originally a litter campaign. Right. Exactly. And then they just. They were just like kind That's, of adopted it to a general campaign. Like that is just, awesome. They they originally meant it like within Texas. Like just don't mess Texas up. Right. Like don't exactly. mess with it. Don't it's beautiful. It. Right. And then they were like, you know what? Don't mess with Texas. Just general. I don't care who you are. We will fuck and you. And you know what's up. amazing? I don't know if you've ever been to Texas or really traveled through Texas, but when you drive, I feel into like their Texas, license plate should just be a middle finger. Yeah. No, like, that's New Jersey. No, that that's is New Jersey. No, no, no. no. Clint and I both know that is New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, in, in Texas, and this is no joke, I mean, when you cross the border... We hate right turns. In a lot Fuck of, you. <laughs> yeah, again. Or left here. turns, I guess. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no left turns. When you cross the border into Texas, there, literally, you won't see signs of life or signs or marketing for miles, except for just this one dirty sign right on the border that just says, don't mess with Texas. FYI. And like nothing else. There's not a gas station. There's not a restaurant. But you know, just someone drove out in the middle of the fucking desert to put Blink, that shit blink. in the ground so that you know what's up. That's me hammering a sign. When you're coming yeah. in. It's like uh it's it's like the signed version of a big scary dude standing outside your window just watching you. <laughs> like just letting you know I'm here. Yeah. Don't mess. I'm watching you, motherfucker. You're a long way from Starbucks, homie. You a long way from Starbucks, homie. But it's true, no matter how, how you get to Texas, <clears throat> by plane, train, or automobile, within 10 minutes of arrival, something or someone reminds you not to mess with it. That's true. And you should And then that. Florida, what did we get? We got Sunshine State. Well, it makes sense. I mean, but it, but we think... Well, it, how about, is the friendly state. No, how about no, humidity state? No, 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 hold on. That's what it fucking is. No, no, you're just... We're presenting it like it's the sun, sunshine with sunglasses, and he's friendly and smiling. It's a warning. Like it's, it's like, a warning. It's like no, it's the sunshine state. It's the People, melanoma state, like, motherfucker. Like yeah, run, hide. Like this, like you will burn alive here. It's it's also the lightning capital of the world. People yeah, forget hurricane about that. capital of the world. Yeah, things try to kill us here all the time. I I um actually I, I can't take credit for this. I'm going to give Adam Carolla credit. He's got a somewhat popular podcast. Um. We'll we'll top him soon. Damn soon. you, Adam Carolla. But um, he has this theory that um, <clears throat> everything that is evil in the world either comes from or at some point passes through Florida. 
It's sort of the nexus. <laughs> I can't deny that. I, 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 I know. Uh, what do you say? He, he, there's, yeah. There's not much you can argue there. I mean, technically. Seems like we pop up on the news all the time for crazy shit. We'll you never hear about like South Dakota. Like it's not, it's, it's like serial killer in Florida That's cutting true. people's heads off and fucking them. <laughs> it's like, what? Florida bleep, throws the election, bleep. changes the course of history for the world. It's like, because they couldn't figure out how to vote. Couldn't figure out how to vote. Florida, oil well explodes. 10 billion gallons of oil. That wasn't us. It wasn't our fault, yeah, it but it happened on our watch. No, no, no. That was more like, that was closer on to Louisiana. Florida's watch? When is that? It's in the Gulf of Mexico. But that's called, that's technically, that's Mexico's that's fault, Mexico. man. It's the Gulf hey, of Mexico. British Petroleum, so Britain... Mexico. Britain and Mexico, Y'all you guys need to clean the shit up. Y'all yeah. are on notice. Brexico. Mexico. We got we got problems. Wow. That should be the that's like if Texaco and BP combined and become Brexico. Brexico. That's exactly what it's like. Imagine that. I had this idea with a friend of mine named Henry, Henry Free. We, we were talking about this idea for a zombie movie. This was a few years ago before zombies were really played out. And we talked about um, No, it wasn't, just so everyone knows. They were played out at this point. They were well, no. Well, no, they weren't, because this is right after twenty eight weeks later. So I guess it was probably at that at, that was at the peak. And uh, we were talking about how cool it would be if there was a real zombie uprising. And um, if you lived in Florida, you know, obviously your best bet in the event of a zombie uprising is if you know how to sail. Yeah. Really in the event of almost any natural disaster, if you can sail, you can travel under your own power under a proven method that's worked for thousands of years or anywhere yeah. in the world. So if you can sail and you have access to a sailboat, which there's fucking millions of yachts like within like miles of where we are right now. I mean, you yeah. can get to a boat. If you could get to a boat, you could sail to Cuba, right? which is an island nation. So if you could yeah. get to Cuba, and we thought this idea of this like amazing zombie uprising and then the last Americans and like the, the last shot of the first movie in the trilogy, because it has to be a trilogy, is a bunch of Americans sailing to Cuba as like the reverse. See, we're flipping it see, now. I and see it's what American you did refugees. See what, you did see what I did? Yeah. And then we're all going to Cuba and it's, it's this no Cuban. Hackers too. But in the end, no, it no has this health care message. In the end, we all get free health care. You know. Where we had to travel to, to Cuba. Hackers too, man. We are fast tracking that. But it, you know, it does depend. The sailboat theory depends on two things. Number one, is it an airborne zombie virus? Meaning, does no. patient zero not matter? Can it just travel across waves? And number two, are these waterproof zombies? Which is to say, can they walk under the water to your island and then creep up the beach? Well, what happens when a zombie fights a shark? I think that the zombie loses. If a zombie bites a shark, does the shark turn into a, a shark zombie? Here's what I want to know. What happens if you bite a zombie? Does he turn into a human? Dude, how awesome would that be? What if you just Dude, were they, like... You could kill zombies and cook them and eat them for food because everything else is scarce, but there's a lot of zombies right You know how now. in everybody's friend group, there's always that one really big friend that you want with you at the bar when you're drunk and shooting your mouth off? Like you want your like... Like in our case... Me, you mean. Well, it'd be like Derek. Like Derek's a big guy or... or um, um, Kyle. Ra uh, Randy. Like you'd Randy. want like a Randy, like Randy. you want Kyle a, a gigantic or Kyle, like the big dude. No one knows like, these people. This is the most off track podcast. We yeah. Well, you know, Kyle makes women's purses for a living. Randy's a cop and uh, Derek's a tattoo artist. But I mean, ultimately, like they're all huge guys. And, and you know, Kyle kind of looks like a skinhead and like Randy's a bodybuilder. Like they all look intimidating. But once you meet them, they're like the coolest people ever. But anyway, the point is that like, what if that guy in your friend group 
usually they have a short temper or they're the nicest guy in the world. But if there's a zombie uprising and that guy loses it and he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And he just runs out into the street and starts biting zombies. He's like, I'm turning this shit around on you guys and just goes after him and starts biting zombies. And then zombies are like, whoa, <laughs> shit. And they start to like kind of freak out a little bit. Nobody's done that yet. That's like, where's that? We're like, we that's, let them. What are you talking about? That's the next society. GFC yeah. category. What do you, well, that could be in one Reverse of the hundred. Zombie zombie movie. That actually could be in Bite one back. of the hundred and fifty films we have. Bite and it's back. called Bite, Bite Back. Bite Back. Cancel, Bite Back. Too. Cancel this podcast now. We're going to work on this film. <laughs> you need a record scratch noise right now. It's well, that mummies leaves versus mermaids. Mummies versus mermaids was the, let's just let's. Oh, Jesus! It's the best. Bleep that later. All that trailer. I have no idea what we said. Man. It's no bleep. And that'd be awesome. Legendary. We should do that anyway. Let's bleep it just to be. Why not? Just bleep it. You know, why not? All right, let's, um, get, let's get to the actual weekend at hand. Well, so, hold on. We got another tweet. Got another twat here. Um, just some teams editing. We got it. Finished shooting for 48 GFC, uh, a full day's editing, and we're done. Come on. And then they sent a uh, link, and the link takes me to content not found. It so takes you to fail. Facebook. Takes you to Facebook where that they to, posted it from Facebook. That take, was where it Two girls, one cup. Anyway, so let's uh, let's let's try to zone in here, people. Okay. Um, here's what's going on, right? 150 teams running around the world, 160, shooting films. 60 and Once. change. 60 and change. Sorry, um, they're running around the world shooting films. They started on basically Friday the 13th yep. at 12:01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We did pick that day on purpose, absolutely, and have been going around the clock ever since. And um, it's been incredible. We're getting all sorts of feedback and reviews, and this really cool sense of community. We're really proud of everybody that's participating. I'm really impressed by this sense of community that that seems to have, you know, sort of self-generated and, and perpetuated well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second because one of the things we were concerned about, like this was a regional competition for five years. And yeah. <clears throat> this was our first year we decided, you know what, let's just, you know, we have the ability, we have in-house web programmers and we have in-house video people. Let's just try to like see if we can make this work. And we said, we're going to just screw it. Let's do it worldwide. And we had no idea what to expect. And our one concern, actually our big fear was because as a regional competition, we had this really good local community bond, you know, and you yeah. had all these filmmakers. We were like, well, you know, I remember a lot of discussions like, well, we're going to do it. But, you know, the one thing we're going to sacrifice is that local sense of community. And instead, it seems like we've gotten the opposite. Weirdly. Yeah. It's we've actually true. built like this larger community, which we did not expect at all. So, and actually, it's a good time to bring up too. You know, an interesting thing is that actually on the Forty Eight GFC website, there's a great social component right onto the website. That if you're, you know, competing or interested, you should go on and explore it. Yeah, it's pretty cool in the community section. I mean, it's it's a start. It's one point I mean, we're yeah. working on it. We're developing it. But it, it's fun. I mean, you can go in there and talk to other people and see their films and talk about them. And and all of these films are going to register as a team. Start to it, make it's a name been for it's been interesting that the things that have obviously like. Uh, you know, been used the most are obviously Facebook and Twitter, and right. then Tumblr has come into play. Tumblr has been 
booming all of a sudden in Tumblr's the last couple of weeks. Up. Yeah, and and it, weirdly, I I I just Tumblr's to, been around for years, by the way. Just all of a sudden taking off. You know what's so? I, I started a WordPress blog, and and I taught myself WordPress, and I did. I finally like I'm way late to the game, and and I just went out and bought like the dummies book, and then like kind of basically learned it, and and um, I started doing this WordPress blog. And it's a real fucking pain in the ass. It's a lot of shit. There's all these modules you have to do, and you have to like log into your your host, and then you got to log into the website. It's like all this stuff. Tumblr is Welcome so to my world. yeah, but I mean, the, Tumblr is so much faster, and it's like a, it, it's it's so much simpler and more. Cl- it's clean, and it's it's already got a, a networking. Well, that's the that's the argument of why Twitter exists versus Facebook. I mean, you, you could argue that Facebook does. Everything that Twitter does and more, but the argument for Twitter is, but we do one thing and do it really, really well. The specificity of the yeah. and Tumblr kind of—it's the Tumblr. It's the Twitter versus, of this podcast yeah. sponsored by Twitter and Tumblr.com. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, it's it, it is true. I mean, and, and when I, that happens, you won't. You'll be <laughs> uh, ching. I was Next reading a lot of. Um, we really need Twitter is terrible. We yeah. want to just well. Yeah, speaking of blogging as a as just as a something to do, I mean, I was reading a lot of different blogs on on. Do you should you use Twitter uh, or not Twitter? Should you use um, WordPress or mm-hmm. Tumblr? And it seems like the consensus from all the different blogs I was reading was that if you want to monetize your blog, and and get advertisers and that type of thing, well then WordPress is the way to go. But if you're just looking for a quick, simple way to spread your message or get your stuff out in front of people, if you're an artist or if you're um, you know whatever, um, then Tumblr is the way to go. And um, since I started using Tumblr, I've noticed that I'm a photographer and a lot of the stuff that I put out um, when I do actually shoot, um, it, it gets circulated a lot faster via Tumblr. WordPress, I, you know, I have to go back, I have to wait a day and then I check Google Analytics and I look and see what's going Really, there's not much going on. But Tumblr, it seems like people repost things and link back to things. There's a lot more of a community on Tumblr. Um, we're, oh, we just got another tweet. Mention caught sleeping on the 48 GFC job and then a link that won't work again because you're not signed in. Because I'm not signed in. Wait, but I was signed in. I'm signed. I I clicked the the app and it takes me right there. I'm not signed into what? Oh, is it working for you? Well, no. Weirdly, like if I'm in Twitter and I click the link, it It, takes me to content not found. But if I go to the Facebook app, it's right there. Okay, well, there you go. I'm confused. This is a compelling podcast. <laughs> it is a compelling podcast. What's not compelling about it? Well, one of the things that we did talk about doing was, um, you know, it's so funny. One of the weird things about the GFC is that every single time when you compete, you draw your genre. And unless you're right next to other people while they're drawing theirs, you always think that you've gotten really unlucky and gotten something really specific. Or you think you're difficult. the luckiest person ever. Right, exactly. Or you think you just got the best thing ever. But really, you have no way of comparing it to anything else. And, right. Um, so one of the things we talked about about uh, reading off were a couple of the, the genres this year. Oh, just to give yes. You an idea. yes. Because it's interesting how we've evolved it. You know, back at, in the early days of the GFC... Most of the genres were, um, you know, horror, comedy, romance, drama, 
you know, <laughs> the most basic eight <laughs> genres that you yeah. can think of. And then, of course, one or two kind of pseudo interesting ones were thrown in there. Fight movie. Fight movie. <laughs> or something right. stupid like that. This year we put together before Danger Bucket. And Danger Bucket, in case you were one of the 75%. Whoa, 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 hold on. Let's, uh, <laughs> okay. what? Yeah. Well, I'm I was hoping we could skip past the whoa, whoa, whoa. While I'm sitting here, um, we got caught. Actually, Doing the building of the website and the creation of the contest and communicating <laughs> with all the teams, you're trashing on the 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 original genre. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's like the same reason we don't trash on the amoeba, man. But evolution, actually, wow. life finds a way. It's very meta. Of you. Life finds a way. We're like the frogs in Jurassic Park, and I think we should try to be more like the amoeba. <laughs> well. Hmm. Well, the point is, is that uh, this year... How's that that for your meta? How's that for you? Not Mm. counting Danger Bucket, we did uh, 40 40, 40 genres. uh, At one point, I... We've been drinking 40s at this point, is what everyone is (laughs) going to think. At one point, I remember looking over at Mike, and I was like, how you doing with those genres over there? And he pulls... He literally put put his hand in his hair and, like, squeezed it into a fist. He's like, dude, I don't think there's any more genres. I can't... I can't think of anything else. I'm We're out. out of genres. There are no more genres in film. I thought 40 was a lot. I've reached the end of the internet. There's nothing more There's to nothing see. <laughs> now go outside and play. Um, now, I, one of the things I wanted to say, if, you know, it came in the end about uh, almost exactly 25% of the teams drew Danger Bucket. And uh, so that means 75% of you didn't do it. And, right. uh, you know... That's usually a good idea. But just to give you an idea of what some of those were, a lot of yeah. them were really difficult and um, more, instead of a genre, like a guideline. I mean, one of them was, you know, 50%, I think, of your uh, your props and scenery had to be made out of cardboard. Another one was um, over 50% of your dialogue had to be spoken by an inanimate object or mm-hmm. animal. Um, so you don't get the same restraint on genre, but just so you right. know that 25%, that's, that's what they're out there doing. One of them was product placement film where they had to choose a product that was prominently placed in every scene of their film. Oh yeah. Um, that one did get in. I got used. Oh by yeah. It. I think yeah. it got used by a, by a couple and then, um, bathtub movie, bathtub movie, central part of your plot had to involve a bathtub. But yeah, and it, it couldn't just make an appearance. It had to be a central central theme. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what, what those unlucky souls, uh, Ended up getting, but as far as the regular genres, uh, want to do a quick? Let's quick, do it. Let's just go down off. the list for these people because they don't know. All they, right, they, everyone knows what they got, but let's let's. So so in. here we go. I'm gonna start from the top. All right. Disaster movie, post-apocalyptic, gangster, dark comedy, spy, uh, romance, sports, buddy cop, road trip, treasure hunter slash quest. In case you're wondering what type of film that is, a primary example is uh, National Treasure Two, Nick Birch's favorite film. Uh, crime movie, which or- was recommended to me by, to Mike after he saw <laughs> National Treasure one and told me how wonderful it was. Well, and Avatar, don't forget Avatar. And Avatar, crime, war, adventure, action hero, heist, kung fu, conspiracy thriller, mystery, horror. That one actually did sneak in there. It's a little bland. Wait, oh, did you uh, say horror or horror? Horror film. It's a it's a horror film. And, we um, we could make a totally different type of contest if we keep. Oh, we're gonna make a horror film <laughs> next year. Yeah, Forty eight GFC dot xxx. Who are? Uh, fairy tale slash fable slash myth. Right. Western. Nice. Epic. Epic. Classic sci fi, and that was uh, aliens and spaceships specifically. Right. Time travel, which was the one that 
seems to have uh, slipped through the time cracks. The uh, biopic. Time crack. It ends up, by the way, to end up being... You don't know about the time cracks? <laughs> it's like sliders meets... I've been uh, watching a lot of Doctor Who lately. It's okay. like, yeah, sliders and Doctor <laughs> Who meets uh, Back to the Future. He slipped through the time crack. <laughs> um, <laughs> noir, school movie, detective, hitman, escape movie, documentary slash mockumentary... Revenge, superhero, invasion movie, coming of age, double life, drug movie, found footage film, monster movie, and tech movie. Tech movie. That's, we, all, that's all 40. And we somebody just got, read a list on the radio. Well, and you awesome. know what's funny about tech movie is that some team got tech movie and they bailed on it. Yeah. And it was so weird to us. We thought, wow, why would you bail on tech movie? Because explain what tech movie was intended to be. So, you know, one of the things, and it's funny because even in the description, it even says, I'll, I'll read it. The description is whether romance, action, thriller, conspiracy, or comedy, the context is always the same in a tech, tech movie. Tech movies focus on a concept of modern technology taken to the extreme uh, at the center of events. This might be artificial intelligence, supercomputer hacking, or a secret genetics program. So, actually, it has a lot of freedom, you know? Um, you know what I think a lot of teams think that they have to um, like create some very elaborate special effects. I think that, that scares them off. Right. I think that that's the immediate because I know that um, well, I've heard I that think, before. I think we I think we see two types of mindsets when it comes to the GFC typically, and I think you see this with all filmmakers, and we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. With the filmmakers that get paralyzed when we talk about guerrilla filmmaking, you know, the reason we started this contest was most people get paralyzed. They just don't ever do anything. Yeah. And we should restart the podcast here because this is going to be the most compelling part, what I say. <laughs> no, but, but generally speaking, you've got two types. You've got those that, like, have an idea and you can just roll with it and be creative and, like, bounce off of it right. and go, like, oh, well, what if we added this to that and added, like, sure. like you're cooking and you used, like, comedy as a spice before, right? I always use comedy so, as a spice. It's the best so if you there. That and, so, and um, um, full frontal nudity. No, lime juice and um, turmeric, uh, turmeric and uh, and comedy. Yeah, right. parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. It's pretty much the. I could keep thyme in a bottle. Anyway, um, different song there. I know, but there's lots of songs about thyme. It's just weird. Anyway, um, <clears throat> back to what I was saying. So you end up with the the people that can just roll with anything, right? Mm -hmm. Or the people they get frozen like a deer in headlights. Those people the tend to read genres. things and take them literally. Yeah. They're like, tech movie, shit, I need to build a robot. Well, I don't know how to build a robot, so I can't do tech movie. It's like, well, no, I mean, you don't have to build a robot. I mean, you just have to. Yeah, we were talking about the other day, especially with, I think, even like fantasy and everything. And, you know, it's too late now, so this advice goes on deaf ears unless hopefully you come back next year. But, you know, you'll see that the teams that really end up succeeding are the ones that always go out of the box. Yes. You know? yeah. Like, zombie movie is not a category, but a good example would be if you did get zombie movie, there's one type of person who would say, oh my gosh, you need to get prosthetics and, you know, I need to go find 100 people and, and we have to find a location. Zombies have to attack and bite people or whatever. And then there's the team who makes a film called, what was it called? Life Coach or Death mm -hmm. Coach or something like that. Life, Life Coach. Life yeah. Coach. And it was about a, and this was a winning film. Absolutely. One year, and it was about a life coach who wasn't 
coaching a person, but instead a zombie, because the zombie was having second thoughts about breaking into this lady's house. And he just eating. felt bad about he being felt a bad. zombie. And so yeah. the life coach was awesome. kind of trying to motivate him. Like, you got to get out there. Just stick your teeth into it, man. It's great. And the film was hysterical. And it was only three actors. It was one location and almost no makeup. But and it won. The it was a grand and prize won. And that's the idea. You know, you don't freak out and think, oh, I need to get 100 people and 10 pounds of fake blood. I mean, there are ways to think about these genres uh, that are doable in any context. And one of the things that we, when we create these things, part of that, though, about. part of that really, though, is the crew that you have there because it's very easy for, especially if you haven't worked with people before. And that's, I noticed like, <clears throat> I noticed there was a team out of Texas this year, and this was the first time I'd seen this. It's probably don't not the first time them, it happened. By right? the way. Don't mess with them. You don't want to mess with them. No. But they actually did a full on casting call, like a production call, and it got picked up by like the county, like production call log, and wow. like they were calling for crew and production assistance and yeah, for their GFC film. That's wild. So, and I was sitting there going, well, that means you're going to end up with a lot of people that you've never actually worked with before. And then also be trying to brainstorm something. Now, they actually had roles that they were calling for. So, who knows how they managed to pull this right. off, right? Yeah. little pre-work, maybe. But regardless, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, the long story is, is that, the, or the short story is, I would be scared to work with a lot of people I didn't know because that's how things spiral into very like, oh my God, now it's got to be this big, large, ridiculous project because now you're like, you're in a room with people and you're bouncing ideas off and you're scatterbrained and you're yeah. trying to like just, well, everyone's you know, throwing out ideas. Like, it's great that we're talking about this stuff, I think, because by the time people listen to this, all 10,000 of them. The if world, they ever make it to this point. If they the podcast, ever make it to this point. In the the world will have been destroyed. Well, I, I mean, immediate they're, they're going to be done with their film and or they're going to sometimes, and a lot of the time, Look at their film and say, fuck, this sucks. Like, what did we do? And we are totally underprepared and we shouldn't have done Oh, once this. they sober up this. the next day after a good yeah. night's sleep and a meal and but they're like, oh. You know, the amazing thing is, is that we, we want to definitely encourage every mm -hmm. single person who competed this year, no matter how well you think your film came out, to come back and give it another go. Because we have personally observed this phenomenon <clears throat> that teams come back and they come back and they come back and 99% of the time, they learn lessons and they learn things about. Oh, the we've process. seen people go from last to first. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, and the Literally. quality is astounding in, in in how much it improves and changes. Well, and, weirdly, uh, I mean, evolves. you see you see your work up against other people's work, and then you go, "Oh, I see what they did. That's actually pretty cool. I should do that next time." And but what you don't think about is they're also looking at your stuff and they're going, "Oh, well, he did it this way. Well, that's pretty cool." And everyone starts to learn from each other, and it seems to collectively raise the bar. Year after year after year, you look at yeah. Next, give it this like, hmm. He's like leaning in. It's like I actually think all the films get worse. But it's true though. I mean, you do see it. It's it's if you watch year after no, this year. This is just year, my new thing where I w I'm going to start trying to go to business meetings like this and just like overly attentive and like. Yeah, I have a similar technique through uh, that I use to get through life, and I've always noticed that if you want to seem like you know a lot about a particular subject, <coughs> you let the person who's the smartest person in the room speak. And then you just kind of smile mm. and kick your head back and just nod at them. And then kind of just close your eyes and be like, yep. And then they wander over to you. And they're like, like, they're like, yeah, sooner or later, they they feel like, they're like, they're what like, does he know that I don't know? Yeah, they wander over and you're like, great talk. And great like, talk. Yeah. 
Don't say anything, though. The trick is you can't ever start talking. You just have to nod and smile and be like, yep. Mm -hmm. You know, another good tip for people just in life, learn a good fake laugh. Good just, fake you laugh. know, when you're in a room full of boring people, just learn a good fake laugh. Just <laughs> We call that bullshit. Just yeah. learn some good bullshit. Skills. Exactly. Work I'm just kidding. That was, I was... I was, uh, Rob Schneider uh, has a new comedy album out and he, he does. Did, Rob Schneider's still alive. Yeah. He just did it. Thought he died with his <laughs> the career. The best part. 10 years ago. Well, that's the best. That's why this is going to be even funnier to you is his big new bit on his comedy album is he is making fun of the wear, wear sunscreen song, which came out, what, 15 years ago? <laughs> wow. God, it was a time where Rob Schneider was the funniest you part can of, do it. of an Adam Sandler movie. It was like you always watch Adam Sandler. And now and there are like, no funny parts of an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <nothing>. So, <laughs> But you used to watch Adam Sandler movies and wait for Rob Schneider to pop out. Uh, and and Steve Buscemi. It's a, it's and I actually saw one. Judge Dredd just in the theater because of Rob Schneider. That's, Did you now? Yeah, I thought You poor, poor man. I know. That was a mistake. It's Judgment Day. <sighs> Dude. They're rebooting that. I know. Well, they should because actually, weirdly... And I don't blame Stallone, by the way. Stallone was not the problem. Stallone actually I blame was Stallone. an awesome Judge Dredd. Stallone as Judge Dredd, great casting. No, him as the character <laughs> is perfectly fine. But the direction and, and the Judge script Hershey and all that were hot. terrible. Yes. Remember you Ju know his Judge other Hershey? problem? He demanded that he get to take his helmet off and get tons of FaceTime, which was totally counter to Judge, Judge Dredd. Yeah, I agree. So that's Well, you know, but I have news for everybody writing comic books out there. Yeah. Movies are not comic books. And if right. you want to make your comic book into a movie, sometimes you have to let the filmmaker do things that they well, need. That's true. But the you might not do. In this do. case, though, the filmmaker didn't want to do it. Stallone forced the fact. Well, the original plan was that that was not going to happen. But it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, whether he had... <laughs> It, it's not like if he kept his helmet on, all of a sudden that's a good movie. The bottom line is, is that script was fucking atrocious, and yeah. the helmet or the non-helmet, right? Like it, you know, it's just a shitty movie, and well, it's got and moments is, in it that are cool. It had the some problem good was it didn't effects, it didn't get but, into like him as a character, like what he really like what his deal was. Well, much was, better movie, much better Stallone take on Judge Dredd was Demolition Man. Yeah. That was actually... I mean, Demolition Man sort of is the same plot as mm. Judge Dredd. It's set in the future. It's law. Yada, yada, yada. I, You know, I mean, it's kind of this... It, you know, they, they incorporate a lot more darker stuff in Judge Dredd in the graphic novel. They didn't in the movie. Right. But theoretically, it's the same setting. And yet Demolition Man, likable, entertaining. Not a great movie, but it's... It's a, it's a much I love better. the beginning of Demolition Man where, like, this fucking Los Angeles is on fire and it's a war zone and they're shooting down planes out of the sky and it's... Like and, Los Angeles and now. Like, it's kind of like Los Angeles now. And, <clears throat> but then they fly... I am the law. They fly over in, like, a helicopter. I and, am the law. And Stallone, like, it's, like, just him. And he, like, hooks up to a rope and he's like... Going in, and he just drops into this building, kills like a hundred guys, and then gets into this room with was it uh, that was Snipes Wesley Wesley Snipes, and then they remember you know what everybody calls him by Snipes. We should just start referring to him as Wesley. I like Wes Wesley. Wesley. No, just like Wesley. Oh, hello, hello, Wesley Snipes. Like, wait a second, that guy played Blade. Can you imagine? Like, oh, it's Wesley. Okay, oh, hello. <laughs> We need Wesley to come to the set, please. Wesley really? Like, that's set, not a, nearly as intimidating for a guy that was a vampire. I wonder if they call him Wesley in prison. 
<laughs> they probably do. I think you they like that, him, Wesley? I think they call you like him that, don't you? sir in prison. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's actually a badass. He really uh, he is. He actually is a master Dude, of he, snake fist. I thought he was Dim Mac. Is he not Dim Mac? Dim Mac to Death Touch. Oh, I don't know. What's the one where it's like Sonic Kung Fu? We, we saw the guys from Boondock Saints do it. They 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 can they yell at you. Oh yes. And they go, Duh! and they like 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 knock you down with like a force field. Right. But uh, you know, interesting about thing about Judge Dredd is that he's a time traveler, like we are, which is he travels at the speed of one second per second. Excellent. Did you know that the Judge Dredd comic book strip actually is the only comic book strip to move in one hundred percent real time? So, like every August twenty first, if that's his birthday, that's his birthday in the comic book. Like every issue just is a week in time. And so every year that passes in the comic book timeline well, very is cool. a year that it. actually passes in its release. And well, it's cool. the, so and it's how been old is Judge Dredd? It, and it's been running for over 20 years or something. I mean, it's so ridiculous. He's, he's about running retirement. He's point. about, he's getting old. And he's a grizzled, he's the grizzled cop. The, now is when they bring in the young rookie, Judge Dredd. And, they're, and he's a black guy. Judge and they're, Junior. they're partnered up. Black. It's Chris, Judge Junior. Yeah, that's Chris, awesome. It's Chris Tucker. No, yeah. Judge Junior. Judge Reinhold. Be, Judge, <laughs> Judge Junior would be uh, Will Smith's son. What's I his can't name? talk about judges Jayden without bringing Smith. up Jaden Smith. Yeah. It'd be Jaden Smith, and then Chris Tucker is the sidekick, and right. then Stallone. He's like, I'm getting too old I'm for this shit. Too old for this shit. And they reverse basically. Lethal weapon. Yeah, it's a lethal. Well, Chris Tucker is like. We could get this movie made. The newspaper stand vendor who accidentally got wrapped into it and then refuses to leave. Right, he's like the Joe Pesci. Right, he's like he's just all. What you talking about? Put on that helmet, man! I don't know what you're doing. Oh my god! That was a pretty. That was a pretty good Chris Tucker. That was either Chris Tucker or uh, the guy from uh, Medea. What is it, Tyler Perry? Oh no, something like that. (laughs) Why doesn't Tyler Perry just get the operation? Why doesn't just get the fucking operation? Just chop it off. Let's be done with it. You want to be an old lady? It's obvious. <laughs> I don't think there's a surgery. However many times, how many times does it take? You got to dress up like an old lady before we just call you. You know out. what? Him and Martin Lawrence. Hey, I mean, if Nick, hey, if you just kept on. dressing up like a woman, hey, at gotta, some point I would turn to you and, and go, Nick, <laughs> just do it. <coughs> it's I, okay. I got a question for you. We could invent a whole new surgery right here on this podcast. Because there's podcasts, if you want to become a man, becoming a... I mean, there's a surgery. If you want to become a woman, becoming a man, or a man, becoming mm-hmm. a woman. If you want to become an old person to become young, you can get all sorts of plastic surgery. But nobody goes the other direction. Yeah. I want to be old. I want to be old. Just like, move, move to just, Florida, you'll just feel like... Do me a favor. Just, like, hit my hips with a baseball bat so I feel, like, old. You know what I'm saying? We'll put them on the Lindsay Lohan diet. And uh, yeah, she does look old. She's like, looking rough. That's called crystal meth. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You're gonna have to edit this so terribly. No, not at all. Not, not at all. You're just oh yeah. There's no editing anymore. <laughs> roll We're far beyond editing. Just roll with it. We've moved past the editing stage. Joe Rogan. We are an Joe immediate Rogan, media. Joe Rogan fires up the volcano. To start his podcast. Yeah, but we're drinking Mexican beer. What's a volcano? You don't know what a oh. volcano is? That's our new sponsor, the volcano and the fleshlight. He has both of those. You can't take those. 
I'm not taking them. Actually, on it, did you ever hear when he was on Adam Carolla? Oh, yeah. It was an awesome. They quizzed him about the flashlight. <laughs> they, like, grilled him. They're what like, did they ask so, him about it? They're like, so really? Come on. Like, and he says it's awesome. He's like, he's, well, kind of. He, he, he kind of goes, well, they're a really good sponsor. And uh, we just got our first film. Excellent. First, first one uploaded. It. Weirdly, first one from our hometown. Was, Very I weird. mean, the first one uploaded was from our hometown. No, no, no. Actually, the first one we watched was from our first... It was the first one we were able to watch. The first one uploaded took a little bit to download. It was it was weird. The first oh, one yeah. in was the third one we watched. So Okay. Well, I'm confused. Glad we got but that. But I'm, I'm easily confused. So uh, the, they're starting to come back, and we've got another, like, 163 more to go, and... It's going to be but the website didn't just totally collapse all over itself. So this is a huge win for me right now. A big win. For Where's the web tequila? Department? Yeah. Well, it just crashes it like right after we're done. It'll launch. <laughs> yeah. Like the website didn't crash. But not only that, but the <clears throat> but all the lights in our town go out. It's like and everything shuts off. And your town, if you're and listening. And your town, <laughs> cars stop. People are outside looking at the sky, all confused, like, huh? I built an electromagnetic pulse weapon into our website just for such an occasion. Just, just shut it down. Or Mike did. It's been five years in the making. Five years. Five years in the making. And then the North Koreans show up. And it's all They're like, ha-ha, we had you all along. So what are you guys excited? I mean, are, what do you guys hope that we see? I mean, what are you, are, Nick, what are you excited to... Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see, you know, when we open up to this... This sheer number of teams, we're yeah. going to have a high end of the spectrum. We're going to have a, a number of quality films. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a low end of the spectrum. Sure, you know, we're going to sure. have a lot of amateurs. I'm really excited to see new regions, new areas. New, like, yeah, me too. Like, I mean, I, the little bit of photos and stuff that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Ireland looks like Ireland. Go figure. Looks like Middle Earth. But that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be cool to see that. Yeah. You know, I've got mean, a team from Oman. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see. Which, oh, I'm curious to know where that is actually at. Next to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you looked it up, didn't you? I did. I Wikipedia that shit. Google Earth. Uh, one from uh, we got New Zealand's in there. We've got uh, Malta, Malta, Chile. Lima, I know where Malta is because I went to the high school with a kid that was from Malta. He got was a really nice guy. Lima, Peru. We got a Lima. We got Lima, Peru is in there. Um, mm-hmm. um, Viva Peru. Uh, we've got uh, Yugoslavia, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, the UK. We have Who's 17 countries and six continents. Yeah. And Antarctica is apparently full of slacker penguins who refuse to make films. Well, refuse. we got to get uh, Werner Herzog to make a film. Werner Herzog. Werner. He already made one. Can he enter it? <laughs> Can he? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's okay. It was um, made in just 48 hours. I love it when you, you mentioned it to him, the 48-hour guerrilla film competition to him. And he was like confounded. Yeah, he was all confused. Like, tell that story real fast. Like, oh, this is a funny story. Uh, Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's funny you should mention that because I don't uh, remember it. <laughs> you told <laughs> me well the story. To, to tell it was story. when he was in town. He was screening uh, one of the films that he was screening. I don't know if it ha- was. I think that was the time when he was in town screening Happy People of the Taiga. That's what it was. 
Yeah. And um, weird you, documentary. And you were talking to him, and uh, I think everybody had had a couple beers. Yeah, that that's point. probably why I don't really remember. And it uh, days, you had mentioned to him, well, he runs the Rogue Film School. Right. And right, you guys right, were talking right, about right. the Rogue Film School, and the Rogue Film School. For those of you who don't know, you should look Google Rogue Film School. Yeah, it's and it's a completely awesome. It's thing. Werner Herzog's personal passion project where he teaches you how to pick locks and jump fences and, and basically do forge uh, film permits forge in documents countries that won't allow you to film without going through extensive it's basically every way that you could go to jail for making movies and yeah. you're not allowed to take notes you're not allowed to have any cameras or cell film phones it. you can't, can't film it, it. Yeah. it's it's only held like twice a year in a random location and he, but like, he just kind of chooses somewhere in the world to yeah. go and then he announces it and he only and then he gets he, he was telling me that he gets like 5000 people who enter and he goes through them yeah. personally and in order to get into the Rogue Film School, you have to submit like a five to ten minute film. Hint, hint, GFC enter, en- entries. Um, and, and he looks at your work and then he cho- handpicks, I think, 60 or 70 that are allowed to come to the seminar. And he tells them where to meet him in the world. And weirdly, he also has a list of required reading. And it's very oh, weird. Oh, it's bizarre, too. It's like a history of the conquist- conquistadors in South America and then like some epic poetry from Greece and it's and like, you have to read like all these bizarre books that he wants well, to Werner's read. Well Werner's just a bizarre guy. And then you told him you were like well I'm involved with this this thing called the 48 hour gorilla film yeah. competition. Name drop. And he goes and he goes it's another sound go effect. Go on. Name drop. And then you go into what it is and you're like well no these teams you know kids you know and people around the world get together and they form teams and they have to make a movie and write and shoot and edit in 48 hours and he goes so you tell them what to make Oh, right, yeah, and he was and, then, and you were like, yeah, well, we tell them what to make. Yeah. And he's like, and then Zazer just go make the film? Yeah. And you're like, like yes, and he, and then he, like, looks and he goes, off. And he goes, well, if they, if they only have 48 hours to make the film, are they good? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of talent out there. And then he kind of got this glazed look in his eye. And granted, we had had uh, quite a bit to drink at this point. But uh, he just killers, kind of, and he was on painkillers for, for his kidney stones. And he just leaned back in, his, in the couch we were sitting on. And he just looked off into space. And I thought he was going to give me some great uh, response on the GFC. <laughs> he just started and, snoring. And say, like, oh, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a judge. And I thought we were going to, like, get somewhere with him. And then and he, just, he just drifted off. No, he didn't go to sleep. He just started looking at Pluto. And I was like, <laughs> Werner? He was like, yes. I was like, I just wanted to make sure you were still with me. And then that was it. I mean, it just, it was that bizarre. was one of... But we did fry his brain. You no, have like, you've got like... Now, when you say Pluto, do you mean the planet or the Disney dog? Like, I just in his brain. Like, I'm all under the belief like, that the dog oh. lives on the planet. And so looking well, there is in the... You know the story about Pluto, the dog? I always thought it was Bluto. I don't think I do. No, it's Pluto. No, there is a Bluto. But Bluto is from Popeye. Popeye. Pluto is Pluto is Mickey Mouse's dog, um, the one that doesn't stand upright and wear clothes. He's like the my other, dog. Like Goofy. Yeah. Goofy is a dog. Goofy is a dog and stands upright and wears clothes and talks, but then there's Pluto, who is the yellow dog that has the collar and okay. the dog. What's it's the very story weird. about him? He was named after the planet right. because the planet got discovered and it was like Pluto mania in like the 1950s, I'm assuming yeah. is about when that happened. And um, now it's not now a, planet it's not a planet anymore, anymore. Wah, wah. which is bullshit, I think. I think that's stupid. I like the, don't worry, Pluto, I'm not a planet either. Yeah, I mean, like, so they named the Disney character after the planet. It was like this big thing, and now he's beloved by millions, but now it's like there's not a planet anymore. Do you think Disney's going to be like, we're putting Pluto down? <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be awesome. 
Well, like, the, I mean, the argument, like, the argument about why Pluto was no longer a planet essentially was that, like, well, if Pluto's a planet, then there's now, like, 30 planets. Right. Because we found other things that meet that qualification. Right. Yeah. But that that's sense. kind of also a weird bullshit statement. Like, okay, well, so... why can't there be 30 planets? Right. Like... <laughs> Like in Star Trek, they're always like, "Oh, it's Alpha Minor and Alpha Major and Alpha Centaur," and I, like, yeah. like what? Well, they actually did find a planet first, and the original plan was to up it to ten planets, and they right. actually named the tenth planet after um, Planet X. I can't remember the name of it, but Nibiru. It was, it was named after an Alaskan, an Alaskan. Feed. Just ask my mom Tatooine. about Nibiru. She'll tell you all about it. Nibiru's gonna come. Planet X is gonna crash into the Earth. Kill us 2012, all. 2012, man. 2012. But, uh, Solar flares is the late big Dude, you want to talk about 2012 for a second? You know, hey, look <laughs> around. Watch the Weather Channel. Mississippi, overflowing, flooding, splitting the country in half. You got earthquakes in, in Japan. Let's just not talk about 2012. 2012, man. If you want to know anything about 2012, go look up a really hysterical news story, which has... My personal seal of best news story of the year, which okay, was the story. No, you already read it between George Lucas and Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. Where Seth Rogen was in a room with George Lucas, where George Lucas reportedly just started going on and on in total seriousness about how the world is going to end in 2012, and you better be freaking ready for it. And uh, Seth Rogen kind of said he just sat there dumb-faced. And then when he went out and reported it to the press the next day, uh, of course, George Lucas' camp came back and was like, oh, it was a joke. Ha, ha, ha. But, uh, the actor was in a meeting with Lucas and fellow director Steven Spielberg when oh, right, Lucas Spielberg started talking about 2012 and not the 2009 John Cusack disaster movie. Quote, George Lucas sits down and seriously proceeds to talk for about 25 minutes about how he thinks the world is going to end in the year 2012. Like, for real. He <laughs> thinks it, Rogan said. Spielberg doesn't seem to buy into his friend's theories. Quote, Lucas is going on about the tectonic plates, and all the time Spielberg is like rolling his eyes like, my nerdy friend won't shut up, I'm sorry, Rogan <laughs> said. But the Star Wars creator just was, or uh, the Star Wars creator just trying to pull a, but was the Star Wars creator just trying to pull a fast one on Rogan? He doesn't think so. Quote, I first thought he was joking, and then I, th I totally realized he was serious. And then I started thinking, quote, if, well, in his head, if you're George Lucas and you actually think the world is going to end in a year, there's no way you haven't built a spaceship for yourself, Rogan <laughs> continued. So I asked him, can I have a seat on it? Uh, though Lucas said he doesn't have a spaceship built, Rogan is convinced he'll find a way to survive. There's no doubt the Millennium Falcon. There's a Millennium Falcon in a garage somewhere with a pilot just waiting to go. Uh, it's awesome. Punch it, Chewy. Punch it, Chewy. Actually, oh, I made that the, up. What was the thing Nobody you said? Facebook. Listen, what was the thing you said the other day that got liked, and you were like, oh. "I had this controversial thing that got liked," and then I was like, "But what was it?" Oh, oh, on. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you in a completely out-of-context out of story on this podcast. On YouTube. You had a comment on YouTube. No, I had a, a comment on YouTube that got over 200 thumbs up. Okay. Uh, what was the comment? Well, it's it's kind of stupid, but it was on a Mythbusters, a Mythbusters video where they, they bust the myth. Uh, if you have a cell phone and you point your remote entry unlocker at the cell phone on one end, and like then your garage friend... garage door opener? No, no, no. You know, like a little... like, oh, a, like little a key fob. Key fob, right, right. Okay. So if you click the unlock button into your cell phone and your friend holds the cell phone up to your car, 
in a totally different part of the country, it It'll passes work. the wavelength through no way. and unlocks the car. So Mythbusters debunk it. But of course, as I'm reading the comments, which as makes perfect sense for uh, YouTube commenters, all of them start commenting, um, no, 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 they just did it wrong. No, no, it actually works. I swear to God, my friend did it. It works. So I just wrote this really long comment on YouTube that was like, no, no, really, it works, but it has to be Thursday, and you have to have an iPhone, and your car has to be purple, and you have to have two sisters named Kelly, and, uh, you know, you have to be thinking about your mom, and uh, you have to have just watched Ninja Turtles, but no, for real, it works. And I just, as long as you read all this. I was just making fun of, like, these ridiculous comments that they were saying. and uh, But weirdly, I actually had this hobby for about two weeks. I just thought it was weird that you posted on Facebook that you had a quote on YouTube that was really well liked but then didn't post the well quote. here's the reason why I didn't do it and this is interesting in a totally non-interesting way uh, I had this hobby as I was about to say on YouTube for about two weeks where I realized that as a person with more than two brain cells I could get a top liked comment on every video I commented on because comments are so retarded it's super easy to go in and right. be top ranked comment Yeah, but they now cycle top rank comments. So my top rank comment on that video has over 200 thumbs up, but the quote unquote top rank comment right now only has 27. But if I go into my account, I can still see it. So that's why I didn't post it because I didn't want anybody saying, oh, bullshit, it's not there. Right, you would have right. had to dig way back in the comments to see it. But when I log in under my account, it shows your comments at the top and how many thumbs up you have. So hence why I didn't log it on Facebook and Thus concludes my story. And somehow I'm the nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? It's uh, it's what time is it? We're about uh, eleven o'clock, uh, Saturday. It's eleven, night. eleven. <clears throat> so tomorrow, the wishing hour, wishing, wishing hour. minute. Uh, so Sunday is it's true. Uh, well, for the most part, teams that started on Friday are going to be sending stuff in on Sunday. We should see the end of the competition uh, tomorrow. Well, Most of the films hmm, should be we've done. We've got several teams that are due any minute. Several teams that are due any minute. A lot of the films are going to be coming in uh, over the afternoon tomorrow, and then as soon as they come in, we're going to start watching them. Uh, the first round of judging is going to be the disqualification round where we go through and look at everything, and um, we throw out movies that have obviously violated some horrible, like, huge thing in the rules. After that, whatever's left goes on to judging, and they uh, the judges are, are it's in their hands from there on. So uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, as we wrap up tonight, just want to say a special thanks to our sponsors. Uh, thanks to the Sarasota Film Society. Thanks to uh, Red Bull. Thanks to Koo over at nofilmschool.com. Thanks to Mitch at planet5d.com. Uh, thanks to SignZoo. Thanks to Starbucks. Thanks to uh, who else am I leaving out? Twitter. Twitter. Thanks to YouTube, thanks to Vimeo, and thanks to everybody else that makes this all possible. Thank you so much, and we really appreciate it. And uh, for those of you listening, keep tuning in, and we're going to have much, much more for you. And we're moving into our uh, Guerrilla Film Festival mode, which is starting tomorrow morning. As soon as we wake up, we're going to start working on that. And that's where all these films that get submitted back to us that make it through uh, the elimination round are actually going to be screened on the big screen. So uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend. That's June 11th. And uh, we're going to have more information for you as we move forward with that. So until then, uh, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, we will see you on the 11th. See ya. Good night. Trolls. Trolls.